What came from the wasteland was worse than a rogue mech. Worse than a zombie horde. Worse than a rampaging mutant monster. Because what came from the wasteland was all three in one enormous machine of death. Jake Bible's Dead Mech is a sci-fi horror action-adventure thrill ride filled with zombies, cannibals, killer cults, and the most dreaded thing in the entire post-apocalyptic wasteland, the Dead Mechs. Join the world on March 1st, 2011 as we rush the Amazon.com charts and shoot for making the 399 Kindle version as much a monster on those charts as the monsters in the book. Go to jakebible.com for details on the rush and the amazing contest that goes with it. Welcome to the movie review. We're doing a regular episode. It's our first one since the Anthony. Excuse me. <laughs> I couldn't hold that off, anymore. Off to a, a blinding start. <laughs> uh, this is our first podcast since probably literally as well. My eyes will probably melt from my face. Uh, I've had minstrels, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, as I'm trying to say, it's our first podcast since the start of the year. The best of 2010 episode, which we did with Mr. Dempsey, who is not actually joining us today. Because he's dead. He, he's not. Oh, that's alright then. Although he I've may, heard rumours. <laughs> he may go on a rampage after this, you never know. Right. Uh, he may just snap. But um, joining me today, my name is Simon Pryor, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Ant- uh, Anthony Tremaine, <laughs> pointing at the wrong person. Hello. Uh, and, funny-shaped minstrels. Yeah, funny-shaped minstrels indeed. And Mr. Rich Hatton. Yes, I am me. I'm not him. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. So... Um, Today we are uh, going to talk about a couple of new movies we've seen. We're going to. I'm not. Well, you're not because you haven't seen anything at all, have you? No. But uh, yeah, what we're going to do? We're going to basically just have a have a bit of a chat over some of the films we've seen recently, and um, we're going to uh, kickstart off with uh, with new films. And uh, well, here's obviously the sting for it. They're new films. Yeah. Smooth. <laughs> I, I'm still learning this uh, <laughs> as live thing, but um, we'll uh, we'll get there eventually. So new films. Uh, recently, I have uh, been to see Tangled at the cinema, which was very good. It's the latest Disney film, uh, which does the uh, the Disney take on the story of Rapunzel with their lovely. Is long it in three D? It is. Not one. Everything is in three D these days. Black Swan wasn't. Well, uh, that was two D. Uh, anything they think they can make money, but. Yeah. Uh, they can say that cinema takings are up, but uh, people who are actually going to the cinema are down. So 3D is helping the industry, in a way. I don't care. No, no I don't really care. But no. I'd like to see it explode in their face. <laughs> explode. Back to the 3D thing. Again. It didn't take us very long, did it? No, no. really. A <laughs> couple of minutes in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tangled It uh, has uh, Zachary Levy as uh, the, the chap in the film. As you can tell, I've done my research on this one. Yeah, I've been and, uh, he uh, is uh, known 
amongst other places as Chuck from uh, the series Chuck. And basically, he brings the same sort of characterization to that character. And uh, you've got some great, uh, great pieces from the animals in the film as well. There's um, a little like lizard thing, a chameleon. A chameleon. Thing. Yes, it's a, it oh, is yeah. a chameleon. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen it, but I, I've seen the advert. Ad- advert makes me laugh, and it just like goes to his ear. Uh, that's oh, the little the things. It's one of the highlights of the film. And there's also uh, a couple of sequences with. Um, uh, a horse that basically acts like a dog, which oh. is quite fun, and it's it's basically uh, it, it's enemies. It doesn't talk at all. This isn't so. Is it all about the eyebrows? It's the eyebrows and the way it acts. It's all <laughs> and so essentially just acting like a dog. It doesn't act like a horse at all. It acts like, acts like a, a sniffer dog. <laughs> but it uh, it chases down uh, the uh, the Zachary Levi character, who is uh, a rough and tumble bad guy with a, a heart of gold sort of thing. Aren't they all? And yeah. uh, he gets, uh, he's actually in league with two ginger men who were voiced by Ron Perlman, oh. of, of all people, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, monkey man himself. Yeah, he um, he basically screws them over on a job and he finds Rapunzel, who's been locked away in a castle, uh, as per the fairy tale, by her evil stepmother, who uh, kidnapped her away from her parents. And there's, uh, it's a really nice looking film. Hmm. Uh, Donna Murphy is uh, the mother. Gothel or Gothel, who is the uh, the evil stepmother, who uh, basically she kidnaps the daughter because the daughter um, she obviously has the long flowing hair, and once her hair is cut, it loses its uh, healing and youthful Fountain of Youth style ability to um, reduce your age. Um, don't stop putting in the bin. You finished the minstrels already? No, no. I, I only opened them probably about an hour ago. <laughs> Well, I've, had a, not, I've not had a very good morning. <laughs> it didn't take very long, did it? No. Um, so, so yeah, she's basically locked uh, Rapunzel in this castle, uh, and she can't cut her hair because if she cuts her hair, then it sort of goes brown, and the the youthful giving abilities fade away. Youth, the youth giving abilities are only uh, passed over through her singing a song, uh, yada yada yada, and. Um, they all live happily ever after. Eventually, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's a really nice looking film. There's a really nice sequence <coughs> where it's a typical Disney bit where um, every year the the king and queen of the kingdom, um, to honour their missing daughter, they uh, release these um, candle lanterns into the air every year and everyone in the kingdom does it. Mm-hmm. And you just see them flying up into the air. And that's what gives her her initial, uh, gives Rapunzel her initial uh, sense of wanting to, to go somewhere else. Because she doesn't know that they're for her, but she wants to go and see the lamps in person sort of um, thing. And there's a really good sequence towards the end where all these lamps are released by by the, the king and queen and the rest of the kingdom and you'll just float up and they're reflected off uh, off the lake and everything and floating around you can't tell what's water and what's sky and, and then the wind catches them burns the kingdom to the ground no, it looks very nice no, in 3D no oh, I didn't go that far oh uh, but uh, it's, it's not one of the tragic Disney no it's films, not a tragic Disney film but it, it's one that turns out well in the end no uh, and there's an Alan Rickman moment in it as well. Oh, uh, falling, from, fall, falling from a tower. Yeah. It's brilliant. So, um, so that's how the uh, evil stepmother dies then. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> as, as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned, any film that has an Alan Rickman style death plummet <laughs> is a good film in my book. That's that's as far as I'll go with that one. But uh, yeah, the uh, apart from that, there wasn't really anyone that uh, that really stood out. Although there is a nice. Nice uh, musical piece uh, where 
they're they're in this tavern full of like bandits, thieves, thugs, all of that, and they they sing this really light-hearted little song, and it's completely against the flow of what you'd expect to happen and it's actually quite enjoyable mm. but at the same time as well the film does play on a lot of the uh, tried and tested Disney uh, style that, that they've done before it doesn't tread any new ground or anything like that but it does uh, tell quite a, an interesting story it's a musical then as well it is a musical and that brings me on to another point that um, came about from when we went to see it at the cinema uh, there's a couple in um, about the fourth or fifth row back in there, right at the very front of the cinema. Now, I don't know what the cause was, but they got to uh, about five, ten minutes in. The first song of the film started, and they got up and left. <laughs> and they didn't come back. So, I, I don't know if it was the fact that, it, that a song kicked in, and they're expecting, you know, like a Pixar film, or um, or something else came up, or they were too close for the 3D, and they couldn't be bothered you know, going back a couple of rows. I don't know. Maybe it was because I mean you can't sit. No, I mean too close. For we the 3D. we sat about in the middle, and that that was about the right uh, right distance from yeah. me. But um, I I don't know what it was that made them leave, but it, I just found it really funny that <laughs> for, literally within ten seconds of the first song starting, <laughs> they they were like, nope, off, gone. God. So yeah, I don't know. Uncultured. Uh, also in the cast. Uh, is Mandy Moore as Rapunzel? I've no idea what else she's been in, but she, I she was in name. some Scrubs episodes. She's done a lot of American TV, and let's, she is. Let's have a look. She is very, very, very attractive. The Princess Diaries. Have you seen them? Uh, I don't think she has. She was well, she, she, not, she not, she not, for, not for want of trying. No. <laughs> uh, I can't. I've seen if there's anyone else. In, Richard Keel played a voice. Oh yes, he did, didn't he? He was uh, Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that with most Disney films, ninety-nine percent of the time, there will be someone called Vlad, or something along those lines. Yeah. Was he a villain? Uh, I believe so. Vlad. Oh, there yeah. you go. Then <laughs> sounds a good. Track. If your name's Vlad, if it sounds even remotely Russian, and you're in a Disney film, you are usually a baddie. There's no two ways about it. He's a baddie. But I don't yeah, think not the, the there isn't anyone else of uh, Flynn Rider. That's Zachary Levi's character. But uh, I, I think he's. Uh, a comic genius, quite frankly, is genius in Chuck, and he uh, took the same sensibility for uh, for the character in this one as well. And uh, he even got to sing a couple of songs. Oh, Tally, was it yeah. actually him singing? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, my word! I think Mandy Moore sang as well. Didn't yeah, you? I think these days they it's only gone, tend to. It's re- gone past the the Lion King style, where Matthew Broderick was the voice of Simba and someone else was the singing. Yeah, voice. I think they they don't do that anymore. Most. Time, yeah, they usually time. tend to cast people that can sing as well as. Yeah, they'll only ever usually replace them if they really are like. Appalling. I was yeah. going to say something, but I won't because I might offend someone. Um, Shockingly be, bad. Well, now I was going to reference someone, but I won't. Um, okay. The, is on, it someone I know? Yes. Is it someone um, who is close to us in a particular. Yes. If they're on those levels can... of singing. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Say no, say no more. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Actually, having said that Mandy Moore hasn't got them out. Have you just found them? Possibly. Oh. Yeah, there's a bit of a side look, a side boob. Where? Nice. Just there. Look. Oh, hello. Yes, there is. And for anyone listening uh, who wants to look into that... Um, the website is... Um, I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Google search it, you'll be fine. Yes, Mandy Moore out. So well, a little bit. Yeah. Only yeah, uh, just a smidgen. So uh, and uh, so that, that's tangled. I I would highly recommend it. If I mean I'm a bit of a Disney buff anyway. Uh, so I mean I it was like first thing for me. I was like yeah we're gonna go and see it. Book tickets gone. 
uh, opening weekend we went to that um, so yeah if you like Disney uh, if you're sort of a fan of the Pixar films as well, then that's worth your time. And uh, if, yeah. if you like Disney, who yeah. doesn't like Disney? Uh, there's going to be someone out Jewish there. people, probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> most likely. If this is the first time you've ever listened to us, we're not politically correct. No. <laughs> if you like political correctness, I'd go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, you've seen uh, Black Swan. Indeed. Please uh, discuss. It was odd. But people who say that it doesn't make any sense are obviously have the brain cells of a turd. Are these the sort of people that go, I didn't follow Inception because it's too complicated? Yeah, yeah, those sort of people who have, their brains are in their like scab infested toes. It's the easiest, they explain the story at the beginning. This is, they ex- this is Swan Lake. Yeah, they explain the story of Swan Lake and if you watch it closely enough, it is the story of Swan Lake. She gets... It's, it, the whole idea of the story is she's auditioning uh, this, she's in a ballet company and uh, they're, they're doing a new version of Swan Lake of which the black swan squan? the black swan is played by the white swan essentially so it's the same uh, no, actress yeah. and she auditions for it but they say she's really good at being the white swan but not very good at being the black swan so does she, she become, go all evil? no she becomes obsessed with the role and goes a bit mental and okay. essentially lives the story of the yeah. Black Swan, as the film goes on, and has a lovely lesbian scene as well. Uh, where what's her name? The other Mila Kunis. Anna eats Natalie Portman. A Family Guy fame. Yeah, she she comes up amongst other films. Yeah. Yes, and things. <laughs> Dirty things. Pretty um, women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. they are. And 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 she comes up with the satisfying look on her face, wipes her mouth as if to say, "Nom nom nom, I like the gash." <laughs> and uh, it's it's just. It's it's weird, but it's like it's one of them sort of like, I don't know arty farty films, if you will, that's weird and wonderful, but it does make sense if you right. look at okay. it closely enough. It's weird. Cause she starts picking out like feathers out of her back at one point as well. It's Is it in odd. all in her mind though? Yes. Yeah. It's all. It's very clever the way they do it though, and like there's um, there's a bit later on. It's, it's not for the faint of hearted. I will say this much. Uh, there's a bit towards the end where she's like her nails are sort of like because she keeps scratching herself at one point uh, and her nails are sort of like bleeding to height no she does do that later <laughs> on there's <laughs> an old man watching yeah oh that's so funny the dirty if you watch it my character me yeah <laughs> if you watch it tell me you could you, you didn't laugh when you saw the dirty pervy old man on the train about 20 minutes into the film because it was just I couldn't help it even my mum and dad laughed which made it even worse because I did go and see it with my mother and father but I I think they were a bit awkward about it but I wasn't especially at the lesbian scene they didn't look at me an awful lot during that bit I uh, just turned to my mum and went oh feisty she's like yeah yeah uh, and kept her eyes straight at the screen yes this is interesting yes oh look at that patch on the ceiling I didn't care um, but uh, it's, it's very good it's very very clever the way they've done it and uh, not a lot of special effects in it either, which is no. Cool. It's it's uh, a Darren Aronofsky film. He's doing the yes. new Wolverine film, uh, and the only other film of his that I think I've seen. I'm not sure if I've seen any others, but, but uh, I've definitely watched The Fountain, which was brilliant. That's Hugh Jackman again, and uh, yeah. Rachel Weiss or Weiss or uh. the, the, the one from <laughs> the Mummy <laughs> and the, the first, Constant Gardener. Yeah, the oh, the film. English Bird. Yeah, Ooh. and um, she was in a film with Liv Tyler where they both got them out. 
Really? See, mm. Cinema for you is just in terms <laughs> of <laughs> women and if they got them out. Yeah. Or not, isn't it? <laughs> they, yeah. They, they didn't get them out in Black Swan, unfortunately. No. They it's got, all implied. There, there was a bit of fanny out, but you never saw it. You just saw her munching on it with a, a look of satisfaction in her eyes. But there you go. Um, but no, it's it's it's. Uh, there was a really clever bit as well. I'd love to know how they did it. But they had like this studio. And there was all these mirrors around the edge. I was I was almost willing the camera crew to appear, but not once did I see the camera crew, and it even panned round. And it probably and you didn't wasn't see the a camera, camera crew. It's probably either a crane or a man with a single um, uh, steady cam. Steady cam attached. Well, no, I'd, well, I'd, I I would have expected to see it, but it was like it, whatever they used. I think it was a man, like because it was quite handheld. Yeah. Um, but he panned round in front of the mirror, and you yeah. didn't see the camera at all. And it probably uh, a trick mirror. It might have been because you didn't see Simple the. Enough. It didn't look like green screen because the no. special effects. Because was... I mean, you do it in um, uh, the illusion, you know, at carnivals and stuff where you go into the, uh, oh, the, yeah. the weird mirror thing. So all they do, all they do is just they do a trick mirror and it just reflects slightly to the left and you don't see the cameraman. No, oh, yeah, but things are he's, it's he's... a simple trick to do. But the fact that they thought of that and yeah, I mean they probably might. I mean they might have had to use an awful lot of it because it did. It went like round the back of her, and like right. it did it all round a shot, and there was mirrors like literally all round the entire room. Again, and trick mirrors. Yeah, and I, I mean, was like sitting there almost going, "Come on, show me the if, camera." If you can't ever, be that perfect. If you've ever been to the dungeons in London, um, there's uh, a hall of mirrors where you've got to walk through, mm. and it's it's all about altering your perception. So you, you know, if you look directly at it, then you're not going to see yourself. Whereas if you stick to one side. Or if you know, you may think it's an exit. It's actually another mirror reflecting back on itself. And if they set it up correctly, if there's a number of mirrors, then you'll never see the cameraman. I'm not allowed. I don't want to ever go in. in no, I'd never come out alive. And plus, I don't want to ever it's, go in a mirror not, maze with it, him because the last time it's we not did, that scary. It, to be honest, the, no, it is when you're going with him. Because we we right, went yeah. in one in Riley's museum and I broke the maze because he made me jump and I leant on a mirror and moved it out of place. The thing is, <laughs> you could even see where I was. I couldn't. I thought you were like further down the corridor where the, where the reflection was. I was like, oh, because he was going, and then I came around the corner and he was like, round the bloody corner. Scared the shit out of me and this mirror fell out of place. I thought, oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving now, otherwise I'm going to get so exit, told off. Exit promptly. Someone came around the corner there as well, just as I did it. So I sort of like discreetly somehow put it back into place. Well, the thing but, is with, oh. uh, with the dungeons as well, I actually worked out, I and mean, this is completely off topic, but uh, I... I we went, we went round and a load of people were following me because I looked as though I knew where I was going. <laughs> and I actually went past this pl- this one window twice and mm. it turns out it was actually a hidden door. Oh. So I actually went past the door but they actually keep you going in circles for a bit and then as soon as they're ready to let you out and the next group have moved on from the next room, uh, that's the point where they open the door and let you escape. Oh, bloody hell. So it's, it's quite clever but at the same time I was like, I've been here twice. I, I know there's a door there. I really wouldn't have liked to have I been... I didn't know there was a door there, but I knew I'd been past that subliminally, yeah. yeah. It was like, I, I wouldn't have liked to have been in the dungeons when um, Cradle of Filth were filming the Nymphetamine video. Mm. So apparently Danny Filth found a tube, a little tunnel thing that went down, and it actually came next to where the tours were going past, and he just stood there like going, bah! at people <laughs> as they walked past. Which, to be honest, if you saw a three-foot-two Englishman with all this makeup on going, at you. Grunting at you, yeah, sweating. You would shit yourself. Yeah. Or if I knew it was Danny Felt, I'd probably laugh at you <laughs> about it. <laughs> You're really posh. I'm not scared of you. Hello, I'm yeah. Danny Felt. Hey, hello. I'm totally disgusting. <laughs> I'm truly vile. Yeah. Hello. I write album concept albums about uh, serial killers and they're really not that good. Mm. Uh, but anyway, yes, Black Swan, very good. 
odd if you if you're very very simple and you can't get the simplest of ideas then don't go and see it avoid it and stick to um, if if you are simple why are you listening to us yeah <laughs> you won't understand us so yes very good mm. very very especially at the end it was sort of like oh and what I really liked as well is that the ninety-nine percent of the music was from Swan Lake, ah. as opposed to an original score, which was quite good. You could tell which was the original score because it was just like ambient noise. But <laughs> apart from that, it was, uh, it was quite good. But yeah, not for the faint of hearted. There's a lot of there's a bit where she like gets a bit of her skin pulls and it just pulls half her finger skin yeah. off. Like, oh, oh, oh. But, <laughs> then, but then it turns out it's all in her head and it's fine again. But there are some very like when she's pulling feathers out of her back, it's very very nasty but there you go that's what I prefer the English prefer okay next up as right. you can tell from Hitler <laughs> ranting oh right okay sorry I was, uh, I was, like, a, I was like a crazy old woman <laughs> it's uh, people oh, that's a bit controversial Hitler the, you're a crazy old woman it's people who don't play instruments in films Anthony take this away oh that's my pet hate you're gonna mime at least learn the instrument, study it a little bit. It was like, I watched, this is the main example I can think of offhand, I watched Freaky Friday, and Lindsay Lohan had obviously never picked up a guitar in her life, and they gave her minimal training on it, like they probably showed her how to do a power chord, that's it, and they never taught her the songs, so when she was miming them, her hand went down the fretboard and the blatantly it was a higher note than what she was playing and it just oh annoys me really that, badly I mean that to me it's that's that's bad filmmaking more yeah. than anything else because if you're going to make a film you might as well put some effort into it and actually make sure everything mm. looks how it's yeah. supposed to I sounds mean, how it's supposed to it's like Jamie Lee Curtis she plays a guitar solo in it but apparently she can actually play guitar and she she was a bit rusty and she actually took the time to have a few lessons to brush up on it and she played the solo, and you could tell she was playing it as well. But when they don't, it's just—it's like Scott Pilgrim. They played. You could tell that they'd learnt the instruments in that, and they were playing it because they were actually hitting the strings for a start. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> you know, one thing. But it's like when they don't play and they make it really obvious, it just pisses. Especially when it's an instrument I know how to play. Like oh, you're not doing that properly. Give me the instrument. Ah, oh, look. That's how you go on. Antonair. Go, do yeah. it properly, or not. It's like Black Swan again. They, there was a pianist and a violinist uh, at one point. Turns out the intro to a bad joke. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, it, there's a, pianist a pianist, a violinist, and a, violinist. And a cellist, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lesbian ballerina uh, who comes out better. Um, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> exactly. Me. Usually, yeah. <laughs> um, Hatton is the wind. Yeah, uh, but like when the camera was next to them. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it was quite close because you could tell, you could see the violinist's fingers actually moving properly and like doing the tremolo and whatnot, or the vibrato. Could say it then, but when the camera moved to the uh, the teacher sitting in the seats a bit further away, the sound quality changed, and you could tell that it the camera was no longer right next to them. So whether it was very clever <laughs> editing, or they were actually playing their instruments live, which was quite good. Either's possible. Yeah, and plus, whenever they were told to stop, it actually sounded like you know when you get like the delayed one instrument stops and the other one goes, oh shit. Yeah, you had that as well. Whenever they were told to stop playing, which indicated to me that they were actually playing the instruments. Yeah, 
as opposed to miming, because you couldn't get it that off if you were uh, editing the music in. No, that's true. Uh, another good example is Back to the Future with uh, with well, Martha, because yeah. he actually oh, learned yeah. how to play the song. Oh. Um, so that's another example. Because um, there are lots of close-ups of him actually playing the instrument. You think, that's not him, that's obviously like a, a finger double. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think for the most part, he actually learned how to play it and play Johnny Be Good and actually perform it on the stage. So. Yeah. Um, that's another example of, of doing it well. Mm. And the, the, the other bugbear I have, it's a similar to your one, it's where um, it's it's obvious that they're using a hand double. Oh, yeah. You know, where you sort of see them from a distance and you can't actually see them playing the instrument, then cut to a close-up and you've got someone else. Yeah. You know, probably a black man playing the <laughs> instrument. And it's a long shot, it's a white man. That's yeah, what it's like uh, they did that. For, it's, um, it's never usually that obvious, but you no. know, that, that, that sort of. Um, they did that for Bill and Ted. They had the, uh, the, the, oh, what's his name? Rufus, is it? The chap who gives them what? the phone box. Yes, Rufus, yeah. yeah. Um, the close up of him close playing up, the yeah. solo was actually Joe Satriani, apparently. Yeah. He didn't play it at all. I was like, oh, that's. He just, he just pretended. Yeah, he, uh, that's. They, the shot on his face, the important part. Yes, then then any close-up shots was actually Joe Satriani, which apparently he improvised when they filmed it. Yeah, he, he does They just sort of went, there you are, done. Yeah. But it's like... At the same time, I mean, that doesn't bother me as much no. as, as them blatantly not knowing how to play yeah, it. Yeah, it's like you um, see some... I mean, uh, I think it was a, a music video, actually, I've seen this in before. I think it was a Rihanna one. And she had a guitar in her hands, and she blatantly had never even... Put, laid a finger on the instrument before yeah. she had no idea what she was doing like she was sat behind a drum kit she had no idea what to yeah. do with the sticks it's a bit like just, Avril Lavigne yeah although I think she can play guitar actually. she yeah, can't but, sing live but she can play guitar quite well, well there are many of. rock women that can sing live yeah there, there, there's I mean that, that's not a slur on women in general I'm just saying that of, of the bands that I'm aware of most yes. of them can't sing live. No, although well, I only know of two that are not very good. Uh, live. Amy Lee from Evanescence. Yeah, she's... Oh, um, Sharon from uh, Within Temptation. She's fantastic live. Oh, not a wrong. Although I have heard, uh, I think she did Forsaken the once, and it did sound very good. But she might. Everyone has their off days. Well, I saw uh, Within Temptation at Download 2006, <sighs> and they had all the problems with um, with they were late on the stage, and they had uh, various problems with their pyro and tech. Um, technical stuff. Oh, they were a little bit um, late for that. Not, yeah. as, not as late when I saw them the next year and they only played no, four songs. No, but. but at the same time, despite all the technical problems they had, it was note perfect all the way through. That's why I like them, they carry on. I was, like, I, was, I was on the fourth way row for it. <coughs> oh. oh, hello, Sharon. <laughs> Bounce away, love. I will not stop you. Uh, yes, instruments being mined badly. Um, you see it sometimes in music videos. Even bands who are supposed to be able to play well, that, these instruments... That's... Uh, it, sometimes it's not just bad editing though sometimes you yeah, watch them and say, like, oh. there's some bad editing they, they, the editor is relying on eagle eyed observers such as yourself not to spot that and they're expecting you to like focus on the person instead and actually focus on the, the shot rather than yeah. the, uh, the technical aspects but again if you're going to do it properly I think you might yeah. as well I mean it annoys me as well it's like when you watch I, I think Blink-182 have done it before as good a band as they are he just like stopped it raining. Mm-hmm. Oh. He just stopped playing and held the microphone. It's like, no, 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 no! It wasn't Blink. It was Green Day. My bad, Green Day. I apologise, Blink, for accusing you of that. They, he just stopped playing. He was like, you're supposed to be playing this instrument. Just, just because you don't play your own guitar solos live, don't 
arse about and yeah, be crap, crap at miming in videos. I'm sorry, if you're going to do it, do it pissing properly. You know, otherwise you'll get angry um, musicians like me who who haven't mimed in a video as of yet. But, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do it, do it bloody properly. It's just, ugh. If you're going to have actors play instruments, at least give them the instrument for a day. Yeah, or make two. it look Yeah, don't decent. just go, this is how you do a power chord. Move your hand up and down. Move your other arm up and down the strings. You'll be fine. Wing it. Yeah. Actually teach them the song. It's not friggin' rocket size. Well, maybe it is. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Oh, this I is mean, true. Yeah, she's been in jail twice. Do you know, apparently she's gone to jail now for stealing like a 60 grand necklace or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous. You don't need it, love. You've got enough money. Oh, she really has not She's probably blown it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <On> crack. Yeah. <laughs> this is true, yeah. I take that one back. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to learn, if you're going to play an instrument in a film... Do it properly. Yes. I can't remember if the, the band in Titanic did or not. I wasn't watching that closely at that film. I'd lost interest Gentlemen, at that point. it's been an honour. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it. Well, yeah. watch the last hour. <laughs> but yeah, do it properly if you're going to do it. Yes, it's disappointing moments in cinema. <laughs> oh, shut up. That that was ultimately disappointing, hence why we've used yes. it. So, um, we're going to talk about Terminator 3, which in itself is disappointing. <laughs> cause it, in my opinion, it is essentially Terminator 2, but with a woman instead yeah, of Robert yeah. Patrick, and not as good. Wasn't it Arnie's last film? Um, Before he became one the, governor, one of the last few he did, yeah. he, he did a couple more after that, but it's it towards the end. And oh. he's going to start doing films again. Hey! He's actually, We've uh, missed you, Mr. Schwarzenegger. He's actually uh, take exactly. <laughs> Mr. Arnold. There you yeah. go. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's supposed to be uh, taking uh, offers seriously at this stage. Ooh, Excellent. Splendid. So, um, we may see some Arnie films coming up. I like. Maybe not action films though. That's the only thing he might not do them because he's sixty-four now, so he wants to. Oh, that shouldn't stop him. Sixty-three, sixty-four, so he wants to follow the um, Clint Eastwood route of directing and acting and stuff. Fucking hell! Sorry, (laughs) can't imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in control of a camera, (laughs) let alone a film. No, (laughs) what's this? It's a camera. What do I do with it? You've been in front of them for twenty. What's in this? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to know. Uh, Camera tape. Is he going to do like what? What film? Uh, what's it did? Oh, you just said his name and I've forgotten it. Clint Eastwood. What, Clint Eastwood. You're going to go and do Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Gran Turismo. Is, yeah, I nearly said it. <laughs> which is essentially up with, as my dad described it, up with less balloons and more swearing. Yeah. He's just yeah. going to make adult versions of Pixar films. That would be interesting. Yeah, would Arnold Schwarzenegger in Cars. <laughs> Get out of my way, you can't. <laughs> I'll break you. <laughs> I still haven't seen that yet, actually. Oh, no, I tried to watch it. Rich tried to let me watch a bit of it, and I just said, no, I can't do it. No, I know it's Owen Wilson. I can't do it. If I didn't know it was him, then I'd probably be able to do it. It's it's pretty good. It's a good film. If you can... I think it plays... It's not one of their better... Wilson has a whiny voice, which suits the character. Which is probably why I can't watch it, because I don't like his whiny voice. You want to watch it for... um, Oh, Oh, maybe I should just mute it when his bit comes What's his name? The... um, Jeremy the, the, the bro- No, 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 no. In cars. The, <laughs> He's the in bro- cars. broken up tractor. Mater. Mater, that's the one. Oh, see, I want to watch it for his bits because I watched the trailer and thought his bits were quite amusing. Mm. 
and then I found out it was Owen Wilson. I and can't I believe it took to me that long to to think re- of his remember name. the name. It's like it begins with an M. <laughs> Come on, brain. <laughs> I need more letters. It's a wet Sunday afternoon. Ma- it's ma- just, you know. Mm-hmm. What's his name? <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. No, no, don't confuse Apparently me. Apparently, he's in it. Yes, yeah. he is. He's, he's, he's the agent. Yeah, That's, I've seen that bit. That's how I know he's in it. <laughs> Michael Schumacher's in it somewhere as well, isn't he? Yep. Couldn't, Ferrari. Couldn't tell you where. It looks very pretty. Uh, it does look very nice. But anyway, yeah. we're not talking about. Cars. No, we're not. No, my bad. Terminator yeah. Three. So yeah, it's I, shit. It's, it's yeah, not shit. It's essentially it shit. It's the, disappointing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which essentially it was shit. No. I I hated it's it. It's watchable bad. Yeah. I've, I wouldn't really? say it's bad bad. I, I think it's tolerable. But it, after the awesomeness that was Terminator Two, it did. It annoyed me and irked me a little that, yeah. uh, that they did the same film again. Yeah. And killed Arnie towards the end and then he came it's, back again. It's typical sort of sequel territory, isn't it, mm. really? It's, it's like, well, let's... Um, let's re- or even threequel territory. Yeah, three, yeah. <laughs> sequel, sequel territory. Arnie looked bored, I have to say, in that film. He looked like he did it for the money. Probably did. That's yeah. <laughs> but we needed to fund his campaign for governor. Yeah, but so he just I mean, did anything. At the same time, I quite there were some nice action sequences, um, and direction-wise, I don't think it was that bad. But I, I think no. they could have done a better story. Yeah, yeah, a lot better um, story. It, just, it didn't really oh, well, work I've... for me. The fact that you've got uh, the the only real new thing they've done is changed the gender of the the other Terminator. Yeah. That was it. The rest of it, and the fact that the uh, what's his face, was it Connor? Yeah, was older and a different actor. Yeah, that and and he was a different actor in Terminator Salvation. Yes, he was Mr. Bale. Christian, punch your mother, Bale. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was that. I actually quite enjoyed that film. Oh, it was okay. I don't. I <laughs> it, didn't like Sam Worthington. No, progressively, yeah. progressively dipping. It's kind it's, of like, it's uh, like Terminator One, yeah, very good. Terminator Two, oh genius. Terminator Three, yeah. Terminator Four, it's all Terminator Salvation. Uh, See, I'd, I'd go the other way and say <laughs> Chekhov in it as well. Actually, I haven't seen the Terminator. That's the only one I've never seen. You've never seen Terminator. No, never. I've seen all the others, but that's the only I think one Mr. Hatton will have for for a for various day. reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone gets them out. Do they? Oh. Yeah, Arnie. Hamilton, when she was <laughs> when she was young and um, Arnie, Arnie gets. Uh, Arnie, well. Arnie gets his, uh, gets gets his buttocks out from what I remember. Not just his buttocks. <laughs> oh dear. There is a sequence okay. where he gets uh, the at the very start. Movie. You know where, where you get teleported back shadow, in time. Yeah, but you you still see. Wobbly you can't bits. help but look. It's like <laughs> it's just you look. Oh god! No. <laughs> you can actually feel the look of horror building <laughs> on your face. Just like oh, the oh, cut away, the cut away. Oh, thank oh. God for that. Oh, it's like Terminator Two, Ace, Terminator Three. <laughs> And four, I thought was a. It, it, was, it wasn't amazing, but it was better than three. Three, three did have some good sequences. I like the fact they got the psychologist back from the first film. Uh, in um, the the graveyard sequence, he was from the first film. He's basically oh. trying to say, you know, I, I've experienced this before. Yada yada yada. He was the only person who really survived the police station attack in the first film. Uh, so that will have okay. been lost on you completely. Yep. <laughs> from the first one. No, I didn't get but that at all. I'd, um, the cat is staring at me in a very strange way. <laughs> He's woken up and he's been disturbed from his slumber. <laughs> oh, has he yawn and now? And he may go back to sleep in a second. If we're lucky, yes. if not, he will jump on us. Yes. And we will oh, suffer. Oh, no, he's... Oh, oh no, no. Put okay. that away. Um, he's, he's right in front of us. <laughs> I'm going to look up from now. Um, I was going to say something, and I've totally fucked the bloody cat. I 
I forgot the graveyard sequence. Uh, no, I, I did like um, the the concept in Terminator Three in that you can't change the future; you can just delay it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I quite liked like that idea, and then obviously that leads into Terminator Salvation, which is uh, same universe, but the, because of the fact that they delayed it initially, and the, uh, Connor's uh, knowledge of the future was all based on um, Linda Hamilton's tapes from like the, the second film. Or the first film, I forget. No, it's from the first one. She does the dictaphone message at the end of the first film. Um, but the, the the fact that um, I, I just didn't like the way it went, to be honest. It seemed a bit mm. sort of sudden. Oh, look, Skynet. Uh, yeah, it's it's gone mental. Oh, yeah. hello, the Bonham Carter. Uh, hey. Who's she in it? Salvation. Salvation. Oh, oh right. I was going to say. Yeah, so the, the one thing I, that got me about Salvation is probably just me being like, Having the bravery of, of a mouse, yeah. But I, uh, the, the noises of the machines creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't like, I mean, I, we, we did start with Terminator 3 as the, the base point, but yeah, Salvation <laughs> has a lot to talk <laughs> about as well. Yeah, but with Salvation, what I uh, found also disappointing was the fact that any time one of the Terminators died, you always had a close up on its eyes, it faded out. Mm. That's rubbish. I did sort of like overuse it quite. Oh, the cat's yeah. on the move. Where is he going? He's gone he's, straight he's for. He's oh, he's, he's. Hello. He's no. gone for Missy Hatton, I think. Yep, there we go. Or is he? Screaming kids outside as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. It was just. I didn't like the fact as well. It was like, oh, you're supposed to. The whole time it was like, oh, you're going to fight the war or whatever. And then soon it was like, oh, no, we're only supposed to survive it. Yeah. Like, oh, you've just copped that one out well and truly, haven't you? Well, one of the things I wasn't overly keen on was uh, Nick Stahl as John Connor. They, they, oh. they could have got Ed North, uh, not Ed Norton, um, Ed Furlong back from uh, Terminator 2, because I think he was up for it. He would have been the right age as well yeah. to do it. But, but Nick Stahl, I've never been that keen on him until I saw him in Sin City. And he did quite a good job. He was, uh, Who was he in that Sin yellow City? bastard in Oh, Sin right, City. Okay. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. I didn't know that. But he did, uh, he did a nice job in that. Yeah. Uh, but that's the only film I've seen where I've actually enjoyed his performance with uh, <laughs> sexist uh, Frank Miller on the writing duties. Yeah. And the cat has taken pride of place on Mr. Hatton's lap. <laughs> yes. I think you're there for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> Until he gets bored. You'll, you'll still be there tomorrow morning, sat there going, yeah. hello, pra. <laughs> <laughs> hello. You to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Can you let me out, please? <laughs> It's the power of cats, I think. That's the uh, the problem. The Not the musical, just cats in power, general. Power of the pussy. You can't... Cat. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that is brilliant. Stretch out, tap you. Love me. <laughs> just a lucky air. Please, touch me. Love me. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, Terminator 3, very disappointing in a way. Not, oh. so a few nice sequences, but overall... Uh, Generally not rubbish. Not something you're going to go out of your way. If no. you're going to watch any Terminator film, go for the first Although two. Although, I will give the fact Christina Ritchie was a bit of eye candy in her tight leather stuff. What? She was in... I think she had tight leather on, didn't she? In what film? Terminator 3. Uh, are you talking about... Who are you on about? Christina Loken. <laughs> Anna? Yeah. She was... The one who was in Blood Rain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, for the love of Oh, I knew, I knew it had a Chris in it. I just couldn't remember what the rest of the, the, the letters were. So I made... I, you I, baffle me, you really do. I know, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to make life easy, I tell you. I'm here to make things difficult. Very difficult. Oh. 
I don't think we can carry on from that. <laughs> no, but on that bombshell. We'll uh, we'll move on to the uh, the next uh, section of the show. Mr. Todd. <laughs> As you can tell from that, not that it's that obvious. Oh, it is soundtrack time. Shit, the bed. Oh, so, been... and Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yes. Continue. Um, well. It was it was quite a nice little change actually because the first two were done by um, Harry Griggs and Williams, which as damned good a composer as he is, you could tell it was it, like as I've said, he's before, really getting he's, into uh, you, isn't he? He is, yeah, he's he's getting very comfortable. The cat, yes, not me. <laughs> Carry on. Um, <laughs> if you were snuggling up on Mr. Hatton's lap, I would be a bit concerned. I think he. As would from, I. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I'm just getting comfortable. I'm getting very poor. Love me. <laughs> no, get off. God. See cats though they're they're allowed to do it. Yeah, he looks almost too comfortable until he falls off and claws. Yeah. Again. <laughs> anyway, Dawn Treader. Uh, yes, but um, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, Harry Gregson Williams knows the lovely little line between uh, using electronics and orchestra very well. Uh, whereas David Arnold, who did this one, because uh, it was done by the same, directed by the same chap who did The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. Um, and he used David Arnold for this one as opposed to Harry Gregson Williams. He, he, I was a bit worried because I thought, judging by Die Another Day score, which was god awful, apart from the fact he used a choir in it, it was going to be too electronical. Because the Die Another Day soundtrack just sounded like a rave, if anything else. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. With with like that is my my token gesture yeah. for, for rave music. <laughs> And it was, and like with remixed violins and whatever, but I'll, I'll, I'll discuss that in another one. Um, I've got plenty to say about that one. But um, when I actually heard it, he did a pretty good job. He he actually toned yeah, down on the electronics. He did okay. Yeah, he did okay. He, he actually toned down on the electronics as opposed to use them more. Right. Like Harry Gregson. It was more traditional, uh, just playing orchestra for most of it. I think he used an awful lot of percussion. To make up for the fact that there wasn't much electronics, and I think there was there was tiny little bits here and there, but uh, overall he did quite a good. I mean, he wrote a few new themes as well for it. He used quite a few of uh, Gregson's old ones as well, which he slightly changed here and there, reorchestrated them, and you know, overall he did a, a damn damn decent uh, attempt at his damn dirty apron. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully he'll do the uh, the next one. If not, I don't quite understand why they didn't bring. Harry back again, but he was very busy, very very busy. But uh, no, he did uh, a very very very. I mean, it was the only thing I have against it, I never quite understood, was that the tracks. There's only I think there's like thirty odd of them, but it's only because most of them are like seconds long. I don't get why he didn't just do what Harry Gregson Williams did and mix them together. It would have been thing. better. Yeah, cause it would have been a lot shorter as well. <laughs> but apart from that, it was. Uh, it worked very well. He didn't overuse. Does it work well in isolation? Yeah. Well, because um, I know some soundtracks don't work on their yeah, own, but they like, work in the context of the movie, like Sherlock Holmes. Although I have yeah. put that on my iPod to give it another go. Yes. Yeah. The the opening on. track for Sherlock works on its own. Like the one for the opening credits. See, that's the one I thought mostly bum, when I first bum, heard bum, it. Bum, meant, bum, oh bum, dear. Bum. Sort of reminds me of uh, Hercules in New York. <laughs> that sort of like jingle jangle. Greek style. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, he he took a, a very 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 out of tune piano mm. and uh, recorded that in the uh, I think in a car park at um, 20th Century Fox or something. Like that. Nice. He did that one, but 
No, it's 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 a very good. I uh, hopefully he'll do the next one, or they'll get another composer of a similar style yeah. to do them. Because I mean, they can't go too over. I mean, the, the, it's almost like set in stone now. What you expect from a Narnia soundtrack. I mean, so hopefully they won't do what Harry, what they did with Harry Potter, and change. A new celebrity. Yeah, because I mean, the first two Harry Potter films had the same director and John Williams yeah. and then they branched off after that and changed the director and composer for each film so hopefully they, if they are going to do that they need to get composers who can do what David Arnold and Harry Griggs and Williams have done so yeah. far and not go too over the I mean if they go OTT with, with like the electronics then it's just going to go shit yeah. which is why I don't think Harry, um, Hans Zimmer could probably do one because his style is completely different so I, I don't think he'd suit an Arnia film at all. It's the first time I'd ever say, don't do one hands. <laughs> but any, uh, there's probably plenty of composers who could do it. But I'd be quite interested to see how John Williams would have a bash at one. But I don't think their budget would stretch that no. far, unfortunately. But yeah, so overall, thumbs up. If you uh, like your Narnia soundtracks, it's uh, very good. It follows on to the other two. What the f***? Next up. WTF? Question mark? Exclamation mark. <laughs> and today we're going to have a look at Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, it's not anything specific, just as a whole. Um, first of all, uh, the, the main thing that started us off on this line of thinking about the film was um, Tom Hardy's young Picard. Oh. That was the, uh, the key thing that set it off. It's just, he looks crap. Very nasal. Yeah, he looks like a wimpy baddie. Like, really, really wimpy in his leather-clad... He's even worse towards the end when he starts melting. Oh, God, yeah. I, I vaguely remember that. He's a clone. It was just... Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I found out that that was going to be the plot device they were using, I thought, oh... So the Romulans, these, these big bads of, like, 15 years of the next generation, they've decided that this human chap or this clone of a human, can actually rise to power within the uh, the Empire. And it just... From a Star Trek perspective, I thought that was daft. Yeah, from someone... Even for Star Trek, that was daft. Yeah. I'd imagine from someone who's never seen a Star Trek film, it was probably quite a good film. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so. say that to the director. Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> that's a true. Yeah. not seen any Star Trek at all before he did it. And Jonathan and, Frakes slagged him off for it. Yeah, I mean, you could sort of tell where, he, where they were coming from by hiring a, a non franchise director for it but at the same time if you don't have a knowledge of the source material then you're just going to make a bland generic action film it's like getting someone who's never watched a Bond film to direct a Bond film the person who's directed Quantum of Solace I'm looking generally your direction but it, it just doesn't work you have to have someone I reckon if, if a franchise has been going that long you have to have someone who knows at least a little bit about it yeah or it will well, the, uh the thing that got me about um Nemesis as well. I mean, yeah, there's some nice action sequences like the Enterprise bashing into the uh, the Romulan ship. Mm. Um, you've got a few uh, character beats with Picard and Data. That's another thing that annoyed me as well. The supporting cast didn't really have much to do. No, they didn't. Uh, so no. Doctor Crusher, Troy had a little bit to do where she was uh, mentally raped um, <laughs> by the chap, which is uh, alluded to on the back of the box. Um, language infrequent, very mild. Sex nudity once mild. <laughs> that, that, that was the mental rape. But um, I, Riker and Worf, they just got to throw themselves around and shoot phasers, and that was about it. 
So the, apart from Picard and uh, Data, there wasn't really any characterization going on at all. Geordie mm. got to, to come and fix things. <laughs> and, and yeah, that, that sort of got me, da- uh, got me down a little bit. But I, I, I like the idea that if you're going to have an, an ensemble cast, then they all get equal play. Mm. I mean, say what you will about Star Trek Insurrection, but everyone, every character had their own little moment in that film. I liked that film, from what I remember. Is that the one where the chap could remove his face? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, the first time you saw him, he was putting a face on. Yes. As opposed to... It was off. just being re-stretched. Oh, yeah. yes. But yeah, it's, it's that film. I only, the only bit I remember from that is when... Uh, what's his face? Mr. F- n- number two... I've forgotten his right hand. Jonathan Frakes. Yes, there you go. Um, Uses a pair of joysticks and controls the Enterprise himself to get some clouds out of uh, whatever they were in. And he says a naughty. Does he? Yeah. What did he say? He says the B word. Is it a bastard? Yeah. Dear, oh dear. In a Star Trek film. Because we would never say anything that bad. No, although you just have. I think I did not just say the C word earlier. Yes, you did. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Hence the comment. We're yeah. explicit. I, thought I, I thought it had slipped out. We're explicit <laughs> on iTunes, it's fine. Oh, it's okay then. I'm not fussing you, cat. I will have to move you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. Oh. oh. That was, I'm, I'm sorry, but that cat has got the weirdest eyes I've ever seen. They're almost too big for his head. He's, he's got anime eyes. <laughs> a Japanese man would find him attractive. Yes. <laughs> and he'd probably go, Stop talking that fast, I can't speak Japanese. <laughs> And neither can the cat. <laughs> no. Well, he looks but, very entranced by something. Yeah, he usually does that. I'd love to know what cats can see when they sit there staring at something. It must be something we can't. Maybe it's a ghost of another cat. <laughs> I, I think they can see the chair, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe the bed, thinking, oh, that's that's very comfortable. <laughs> but I can't um, be asked to move. I'll, I'll sleep here for a bit until it gets too mm. uncomfy, and then I will move. I thought he was going to lick himself on your bed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Step too far. Anyway, yeah. Star Trek Nemesis. Um, my my one thought with the uh, with the clone of Picard was he looks nothing like Picard. He looks like Tom Hardy. No, he, he doesn't, does with he? Old head. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Hardy with no hair. He looks like the sort of kid at school that you'd bully. Yeah. Woo! There goes the cat. Yeah. Oh, well, we didn't like that. Um, we, we, we want to go out in a second. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> throws him up. I want nothing more to do with you. Get oh, out! Oh, Get on, out! Man. I'll open the door. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he's, he's abandoning the podcast. He's going for a piss. We may have, we may have finished by the time he gets back. Yes. Now's the time that we should swear about him. Does he listen to these? Uh, maybe. If you do listen, Mr. Hatton, you bastard. Although he's probably just there. Yeah, he's probably listening. I, I to can you hear him through the wall. Hello. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I um, I I did like the the action sequences. There, there's some good, good set piece mm. ideas, but there wasn't an overall story that really worked in the context of Star Trek. <laughs> it's just like, oh, let's fly a shuttle in the the Romulan ship because we can. Yeah. Let's have Picard racing around on a, a desert moon because he, we can. Let's. Oh, download... was that the bit at the beginning with yeah. where the special effects? I was going to say really good special effects, apart from that scene. Yeah. Where let's... the shuttle looked very fake. <laughs> let's download Data's memory into a clone. Uh, well, a previous version of Data with a less complicated uh, Matrix. Wasn't it a bit of a psycho? Uh, a little bit. It was, yeah. it was reprogrammed. Oh, yeah. That was it. So it wasn't uh, intentionally psychotic. But I need to watch this film again, actually, just yeah. to 
Just a, I've seen I, it for a, a few years. In fact, I need to watch because the most. You need films, to watch a lot of films. I know. I've, <laughs> I've the most I've oh, seen. Of, we didn't uh, talk dirty about you. No. Much. No. No. <laughs> no. But it 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 uh, the only Star Trek films I've seen are possibly from First Contact onwards. And I've seen bits and bobs of the old ones when I think Paramount back in the God. days. I haven't seen that one though. I You're think back out. in the days when Paramount had a channel and they played all the Star Trek films week after week. One day. Yeah. It's, like, it's like ITV with the Bond films essentially. Whenever they run out of stuff to play they just put Star Trek on yeah. all the time. But I've, that's have any ever seen them. They're, mm. they're worth watching. The, the odd numbered ones aren't. But the even numbered ones are. Do you think that was so. intentional? Well, not intentional on their part, but just how it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to watch and, uh, any film two. where it says directed by William Shatner? Avoid. Well, that's only one I've heard. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you did two. No, it's Leonard Nimoy did three. Uh, I mean, three's not inherently bad. It's just not as good as two or four. Uh, so there, there we go. go. But um, one was, from what I've heard, pants. One was very dull. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot. Don't Too they long. Find, don't they find God? Um, or no, that's five. Oh, that's the William Shatner one. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Was it William Shatner? It was no. God, God was William Shatner. Oh, I'm God. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spock. Oh dear. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. As, as far as Nemesis goes, as well, um, killing off Data seemed a bit arbitrary to me. Mm, well, there it's again, like, it's like killing off uh, Spock in um, Khan, was it? In Wrath of End of yeah. Wrath of Khan. And the search yeah. for Spock. So if you've never seen Wrath of Khan, and the fact that Ant has just given away the uh, <laughs> the ending of it, spoilers. <coughs> Spock. I mean, it's, it's a thirty. Well, everyone film. knows they kill Spock. Even I know they kill Spock, and I've never seen it. It was out in nineteen eighty-two. I think we can afford to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you bastards. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I have seen the end of Wrath of Khan. So I, uh, I think I've seen it on the top twenty best moments on Channel Four. Somewhere yeah. along the way. What? No, top 100, sorry. And it was that outdone by Khan? Uh, I don't know. Because that was a top iconic moment rather than the death of Spock. I mean, uh, well, it was in there. I thought death it's... of Spock is quite big. But don't I don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I, I can't remember where it was. It was a long time ago when I saw it. But a galaxy far, far away. Was, yes. <laughs> it was one of Channel 4's. It was when they were going through a stage of every week they had a different top 100 something or other top 100 granny moments or whatever I don't know but yeah Nemesis shit Star Trek very good which followed it yes genius even well they had to reboot it because I think they they described it as franchise fatigue because it had been on telly for like nearly 20 years at that point Mm. so they took it off and um, rebooted it see I would have quite liked if they'd done a Voyager film because there were rumours they were going to do Voyager and I always preferred she had a cameo Captain Jane yes she did she was in Nemesis controversially I've always preferred Voyager to Next Generation Voyager had less consistency yeah but I only ever watched the odd episode here and there so I didn't didn't really care about that you watch it from start to finish and then you say that Voyager was better I dare you yeah and and Voyager was the better ship because Voyager could land on planets because I saw an episode where they there was they were taken over by another alien. And, <laughs> You're not gonna win this one. And, and it landed on a planet, and then it took off again. Ergo, it's a better ship because it can land. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lame ass argument is because that? because it is. It so does is. that make helicopters better than planes because they can hover? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, Harry's, can't in, they? In, Harry's, yeah. yeah. I'm on about big commercial. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pros and cons. Seriously, with Voyager, fifty percent of the episodes were tosh. Oh, Bearing right. in mind that Voyager could have been the same sort of uh, style as Battlestar Galactica. Voyager had the same setup as that, you know, they're yeah. stranded 70 years from home, they're, they're in the middle of nowhere, energy, you know, problems, this, that and the other, and they didn't go with it. Yeah. They turned into light fluff, and it wasn't any uh, any problem at all. Well, from what and I And they saw... destroyed the Borg as well. Well, from what I saw of it, I enjoyed it better than... You got the good episodes then. Then, yeah. Then... If you watch it... Well, did, didn't you, you give me a video of Voyager? Oh, I may have done. Oh, I can't remember. It, thing is, though, compared to you take Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine had an ongoing story arc over seven years. Mm. Uh, you know, character growth, yada yada yada. D- uh, Voyager followed on, ran concurrently with the end of DS Nine. The characterization was two uh, D. Deep Space Nine. There's next um, gen Deep Space okay. Nine Voyager. Uh, Voyager, by comparison to Deep Space Nine, uh, the characters didn't develop in any real sense, maybe one of them. Um, the There was an initial setup of conflict, but they soon decided to not follow that one because they had two crews on one ship. and they Oh, yeah, they did, they, didn't they? That conflict died down after three episodes oh. and didn't exist again after that. Yeah, I never saw the it first couple Quietly uh, swept under the rug, that one. They did get a good game out of it, though, with Elite Elite Force, Force was brilliant. I loved that. I never Great actually game. finished that in the end. I had to delete it because I ran out of space. On I, I finished it, and you've got a big bad to fight. Yeah, in in like an arena thing, it's like all the doors are shut off, and it's typical. To the death. Oh dear. No, I I still prefer, and as well, it's not trying to sell it to be any better. But apparently, Voyager was the first series to use CGI as opposed to models. Yeah. All the time to prove that it could look good, and it actually did. It looked quite right. good. Well, for a TV series, you know. <laughs> I've seen it? better. I, ILM doing TV series, you know. Just let it go. Yeah. I like Voyager. That is all. I like Jerry Ryan, but it doesn't mean she's better <laughs> than any other person. It doesn't mean that Voyager was a better series because of her presence. No. She no, was yeah. brought in because ratings were a bit... Yeah. She, which one was she? She was the Seven Borg. of nine. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course she was. Yeah, and plus it had a female captain as well. By God, yeah. she was a stern woman. Ooh. Um, uh, and she had a, yeah, she had a very weird voice, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> her voice was a little odd, but there you go. It was like she'd swallowed a duck. It's like she was Pingu. <laughs> Maybe she was. Pingu in a slightly different accent. that peanuts? Pingu in space! <laughs> 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 I sent a TV pitch in that Pingu in space in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh, that's a. I'm just seeing him as a bog. <laughs> or a Klingon with a funny uh, head. I mean, back, oh. back to Nemesis. I, I think. <laughs> going back to uh, the actual topic oh. at hand, I think with Nemesis they misfired on so many oh. points. They'd have probably been better off having Pingu as a baddie, actually. Yeah, thinking it would, about it, it would have been a far, far sinister baddie. Oh, but I, yeah, I, I liked oh. the the direction they were trying to go with it, but at the same time, it just didn't, didn't work. No, they but fell short of the mark. Yeah, by a lot. It was. Uh, I mean, the, the first 
draft. I, I read the first draft before the film came out, and I thought, oh, that's quite a good way to go. And they changed several elements of the film, and as a result of it, it sort of lost something. I don't know what it was. <coughs> they didn't change a massive amount, but they changed enough, so it was like... Uh, enough to make it shit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we could probably blame it on the director, to be honest, because if he didn't know the franchise... then Well, Jonathan was, Frakes did. Yeah. <laughs> he was more but, than happy to. But again, he, from, from an actual... Uh, directing standpoint not so much from the presentation but from the way he directed it in terms of uh, like excuse me <laughs> one at the start one at the end well done <laughs> from the way um, the way he actually used the camera I, I liked it from that perspective uh, but with regards to story character development um, drama intrigue excitement all of that it, it there was not a lot it fell way short <laughs> I mean, it was like I think they had the selling point in the trailer, showing the Enterprise ramming another. That, that was the the, uh, uh, the money shot. That one. Yeah, but apart from that, like good special effects. Apart from when they landed on the desert moon, which that looked the the shuttle looked very fake. They were better off with the cardboard cutouts they used in the series, I reckon, for yeah. that bit. But um, no one's used cardboard cutouts since the sixties, Ant. Oh, Catch up. I'm several years behind. Catch up. <laughs> That's how I do it. Minute, yeah, <laughs> like the sort of like really shitty flimsy ones you get in yeah. like magazines. You sort of like fold the bits together but and then film it with a camera. Yeah, with a with bit of string. Big, big <laughs> die, rebel scum, yeah. die. Not, yeah. not, not that we've done something similar to that with no. toys instead. But no. there you go. Twice, twice. Mm-hmm. Transformers. Over thrice. What was the other one? Transformers, Turok. Star Wars. Oh, Turok, yes. We do things. We show the person who's holding it. We don't yeah. do back, uh, behind the scenes. We just show it as it is. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Right. Uh, Spare well, no expense. I, th- I think that covers everything. Um, Anything yes. else you want to raise on that? On Nemesis? Uh, Certainly not the best next-gen film and not a high to go out on. Which no, I don't really remember no. that much of it. It's seen... data exploding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. Which was quite amusing. It's one of those where it's sort of like it's like Pierce Brosnan and the Bond series. Well, what a worse. Yeah, what what a what a <laughs> shit note to go out on. Yeah. What a bum note to go out on. Well, it wasn't P- that bad. Pierce Brosnan didn't have what, it. Dying of the Day. It wasn't as bad as it I remember it being. I, 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 I remember it being worse than <laughs> it was. It's it was worse when I when I saw it at the cinema I thought, uh I, I really think I really liked it when I saw it at the cinema, that's the problem. I was only young. I was better it was better I think a lot of things it's usually better on the second viewing. Mm. Iron Man two, for example, yeah. and we've discussed that before. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I actually thought it got worse the more times I see it that film because I noticed things. In, yeah, I noticed things even more. Oh, it's Madonna. It's, I oh. didn't see her before. <laughs> Where did you come from, love? I thought you were only in the beginning. But it's like it's, I always call that the lazy Bond film because mm. they used CGI as opposed to miniatures. Miniatures for the win, damn it! Miniatures are expensive. I don't care. Bring them back. That's why they they don't use them anymore. But look at hey the ho. old Star Wars films. You can't look at the old Star Wars films. George Lucas has retconned the man. This is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, but that can be a rant for another day. Yes, well, it's oh, going to be our true. best and worst. Our next podcast. Yes, which will be out next week. So uh, we'll wrap things up there. Um, if you have any questions or would like to contact us, our email address is info at randomstoke.com. You can also visit our website, which is randomstoke.com, where you'll have all of our podcasts, uh, our videos, and everything else of a creative nature that we do will all be up on there. 
Um, uh, we'll be doing more regular podcasts. Hopefully, we'll do more of these uh, regular episodes as we come and go. But uh, we'll also be throwing in a few more of the uh, the cult classics and the best and worsts, and maybe some other bits and bobs that we think of as we uh, as we see fit. So, uh, thank you for listening. If you have been, and uh, we will see you next time.